Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Shadows. I'm Stuart Best. Where the paranormal is normal. Where that which you thought you knew, you didn't. And where the future can be known, if you know exactly where to look. Oh, good evening, everyone. We have Larry on his phone down there in the Southland, and we've got John Vandevenner with us. And, uh, John, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on again. Oh, no problem. Love to have you on. And Larry, what are you up to down there in the Southland? Cooking away, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to to stay a little bit cool, but uh, raring to go. Yeah. We got a lot to talk about, actually, with the paranormal. And I did want to bring up a couple of things that I think are extremely important uh, for people to know about. And uh, I don't want to spend much time on it. But uh, uh, U.S. to send heavy guided missiles to the Ukraine or to Ukraine. Uh, Israel informs Assad. One of your palaces is is the IDF's next target. Now, somewhere I saw an article or a prophecy that when that happens, when his actual uh, palaces are hit, then it's then it's on. So this is kind of interesting that they get such a warning. What do you think about that, John and Larry? <laughs> Nothing like good news. That's all we get anymore. <laughs> well, it's just you know. You can just add it onto the pile of things we're hearing daily that, you know, is pointing. I just don't see how we cannot be entering tribulation or close to it. I mean, we don't know the appointed time, but the things we're supposed to be looking for sure seem to be happening. Yeah, they sure do. Larry? Yeah, it's it's really interesting, especially coming out about Assad at this present time, because today on the Assad uh, came out publicly and recognized um, Russia's efforts in Ukraine. And so uh, he's behind Russia 100%, and I'm sure Russia is going to wind And matter of fact, Syria may be a hook in the jaw to Russia. I don't know. Yeah, there's something going on behind the scenes we probably will never know. But it sure sounds very, very suspicious. They're just chomping at the bit to get World War III going. Here's another one that'll probably hurt too. France cuts off completely from Russian natural gas. So uh, Russia has shut them down. Now I guess it's only like 17 to 20 percent of their gas that they use in France. But again, we're watching Putin play the chess game. Um, he, he may do that to all of Europe. What do you think? <clears throat> John. Well, well, I think uh, when you're playing chess with Putin and you start cutting off your own oil supplies and natural gas supplies, um, you're playing checkers while he's playing chess. Yes, exactly. What do you think, Larry? Well, I want, I want to just bring to everybody's attention what Putin said today, June the 17th, 2022, because something was going on inside Russia that 
the Western media played like has never happened. But we remember the recent uh, World Economic Forum. Well, guess what? Guess what? They just had, the elites just had the uh, Economic Forum uh, in uh, Russia, and Putin gave a speech. And, and uh, the interesting thing is, is, and this came from Paul Craig Roberts, too, but it also is on uh, multiple uh, other sites, so it's vetted. Listen to what Putin said very, very clearly. Putin said the European Union has completely lost its sovereignty and bureaucratic elites in Europe just dancing to someone else's tune. Then he said the EU is detached from reality and Western leaders cling to the shadows of the past. And he gave a comment. He said Russia will determine the control of the new economic structure of the world. Now, isn't that interesting that he come out and said that? And Russia, basically, and they had a lot of world leaders there. They had their own uh, world economic forum with the elite there. So somebody, you know, when Biden plays like the world economic forums behind the U.S., that's mm-hmm. not quite a, totally accurate. <laughs> the world economic forum is for itself. <laughs> And uh, Biden and the United States, are they don't really care. And it's kind of like China, of course. Uh, I don't know if you read the uh, speech that a Chinese general made, but he just said that America basically is ours, and uh, we own it, and we're going to take it. And we need the land. We need the land for food. We need the land for our own people. Uh, of course, I believe in Revelation that is the great red dragon from an earthly perspective. Of course, the destroyer is from the cosmic perspective. But it's very, very odd that after the star sign in uh, Revelation uh, 12, uh, soon thereafter, we see China emerging as a world superpower, basically, and has infiltrated, infiltrated the United States to have huge degree and uh, China just launched a new high-tech aircraft carrier and uh, they've got the largest Navy in the world which I did not know but uh, the the article said that China now has the largest Navy in the world kind of interesting with everything else that's going on and then the last one I wanted to talk about was the excessive heat blamed for thousands of Kansas cattle deaths. Now, we've had heat waves before and never had thousands of cattle dead. Uh, Now we're hearing rumbles that they're going to do blood tests and find out what actually killed those cattle. What do you think, John? I mean, we've had almost 100 attacks. I don't know whether we'll ever see it. Well, um, you know, you take that into account, you take into account they uh, found bird flu and decided all the chickens needed to be um, killed or you can't sell chickens or buy chickens. Um, you put onto that all, all the uh, food processing plants that have burned down in the last few months and the farmers that aren't able to farm and China owning a couple of big meat processing plants, I think they were pork, in California, and they've shut them down. China shut them down. 
and that kind of goes along right with what you were saying earlier um, about them taking us over. It looks like to me, I mean, I just cannot look at this and not say this, this isn't by design that somebody plans on making us hungry and dependent on the government. Yeah. Yeah. We've had over now that they're up to 98. Uh, how do we say uh, accidents at these food processing plants? Yeah. They're, but they're, they're all accidental. Of course, we, nobody, nobody set that. Uh, what do you think, Larry? I think we're heading into famine quickly. Well, I, I agree. And, and, I think the uh, the cattle situation and the the chicken situation and all the industries going down and the uh, fuel stuff it, it reminds me of a time that there was Chicken Little out there running around and Chicken Little heard that somebody had stolen a bunch of train derailers, uh, you know, and then Chicken Little tried to notify Homeland Security and others and everybody beat Chicken Little in the head, and the last we saw Chicken Little he was upside down with his feet sticking in the air and of course you know who chicken little is in this incident but uh <laughs> ironically after that we had a lot of train derailments but nobody knew well i don't know how much you want to reveal but when you were a detective sheriff detective uh you had an incident where some train derailers were actually removed from a place. Was it a robbery, or how did that happen? No, well, that was what I was, uh, I guess you could say, uh, paralleling my chicken little story. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I was given the information from the railroad uh, insiders, not the railroad supervision, if you will, but the insiders that actually do the work, uh, about all these train derailers that were taken in a number of burglaries across the part of the country that I worked. And so, uh, you know, I, I let the word out. And uh, it went on up into Homeland Security and others, and then, boy, I got hammered. Uh, that information wasn't supposed to be out, and it all vanished. My reports, everything vanished. And then a little later, guess what? Different parts of the U.S., we started having train derailments. Remember that? Yes, I do. What we have in Homeland Security, what we have in the FBI now, and basically in the intel agencies is corruption. And uh, they're they're sold out to this new world order. They're intent on bringing it in. And unfortunately, they're going to die in their sins for what they're doing. Um, it's all part of biblical prophecy. It's right there, so they they themselves can read it. They're doing exactly what the Bible said they were going to do, and that was written 2,000 to 2,500 years ago. So I w- again, I guess I would ask the uh, super elite, the super intelligent people, how is it that the Bible has told you what you were going to do 2,500 years ago, and now you're doing it? How do you explain that? Is there possibly a God out there somewhere that knows all this? <laughs> what do you think, John? <laughs> this whole thing yeah, is... <laughs> Go ahead. Well, now, you know, back to the chessboard thing. Um, God's a chess master, and those guys, yeah, it looks like they're winning, but they're the ones playing checkers. Uh, it's just... Um, you know, it kind of goes back to Second Timothy about 
people will be um, lovers of self, lovers of money, lovers of power. They'll be proud and arrogant. And, you know, you got these elites, families and stuff that are just that, proud and arrogant. They think they're untouchable. They are right now, but there's going to come a time when they're not. Yeah. And unfortunately, as Larry found out, uh, that, you know, law enforcement has long ago been basically corrupted. And uh, it's not uh, protect and serve anymore, I guess, from uh, even a few incidents that I've had and uh, others have had with the local police department. So it's change in attitude. It's like uh, it's uh, us, or, us or them attitude. We're the right. enemy now. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it, it is just that. And um, people are so deceived right now. I mean, we're, we're, uh, we're, the media's pointing fingers at January 6th, like that's the worst thing that ever happened. And um, there's plenty of stuff going on right now that's worse than that. There are things that happened that were worse than that before January 6th, but they didn't want to pay attention to that stuff. And if you bring it up, you know, you're a conspiracy geek. Uh, it's like the uh, the war in Ukraine. You know, for months everything, oh, you know, Russia can't, Russia can't fight this war. Ukrainian farmers are driving off with their tanks or hauling their tanks off, and it's a mess. It's a total disaster. Well, if it's a total disaster for them, why did we need to send $40 billion? And why months and months and months later... Is there still a war going on over there? Yeah, I, I use the you word. Know, no, there's just no truth anymore. <laughs> there's no truth coming in. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Larry? You were a police officer for years. What's your take on what's going on? Now, I know one time you said you thought it was a spirit that had really infiltrated the uh, police departments all over the world, basically. And it's growing, it seems, more and more into a police state attitude where we are the victims of, uh, I guess one could say, their brutality. What do you think? I mean, there are, don't get me wrong, there are a lot of absolutely good police officers, but I think they're leaving. Yeah, but not only are we seeing a lot of, over the last couple or three years or more, a lot of good police leaving. We're seeing a lot of good, our good military, uh, military that are Christians, military that are patriots, military uh, that are conservative. Uh, you know, I can go on and on about the, the people in the military that are decent people, and, and most of them now pretty much got out. A lot of the warnings are all we have anymore, especially in Navy, is a woke bunch of folks. And let me tell you something, if you think woke is going to protect your butt when the bombs fall, you have got another thing coming. But I wanted to read something real quick here, because we had talked about some changes that were coming around the world, and mm-hmm. I know you know R.W. Malone, Dr. Malone, you know, uh, yeah. and uh, Peter Navarro. Anyway, they were talking today about Putin's words to the world, and here's what they said that they believed he said. Putin tells world the unipolar order has ended. The West is headed for a change of elites as Russia now will emerge even stronger. That's kind of interesting in view of, uh, I guess one could say, prophecies, uh, which 
bring Russia up to a, I don't know what you would call it, the apex of, of the only Christian nation left. As, as the, you know, we're, I was reading an article today where they were saying that, you know, people just don't believe the Bible anymore. They don't pay any attention to it. Uh, you know, they said only 2% of the Christians, now this is Christians, uh, have a biblical worldview. In other words, they basically don't believe what the Bible says. They've tossed all that out, even though Jesus said, look, I'll prove it all to you. If you'll, <laughs> you know, if you'll do what I tell you, I'll prove it. And uh, they won't even do that. So I guess here we go. It's called apostasy. Um, it's just too bad to watch. And I believe Putin is right. I think uh, this is a big challenge. And when we get into the paranormal, there's a lot of reason to believe that what is happening now in the New World Order now is not the real New World Order that's coming. Anyway, um, got any other comments before we switch horses and jump into the paranormal? Well, I was just going to, I just wanted to share one thing real quick because uh, you, you can't vet this. And it's from Hal Turner today, and he, he commented unverified, market halt next week. Uh, in the background, there is a lot of rumors of market troubles. And, you know, about two weeks ago we talked about on the show, uh, Stuart, about the Evergrande in China, you know, folding yes. or defa- yes. defaulting. And that has to hit the markets, but the markets are playing a game of bubble or something. Uh, but anyway, here's what uh, Hal Turner says. He warns for next week, and, and uh, this may not be true, but I just wanted to share it and see your thought, get you and John's thoughts, because if it is true, and you can't verify it because the, uh, our government won't tell you the truth, uh, here's what it is. It's for subscribers only, covert intel. And he's very clear here. He said, I'm receiving raw, unfiltered, uncorroborated, and unverified intelligence that Wall Street has begun preparing for temporary halt of the trading markets to protect from a massive market sell-off next week. So, Stuart, I can't verify that. I'm just telling people that if this does happen, it probably will affect the banks also. But we just need to be cautious about the monetary and the economic uh, realm around us, because when it changes, everything around us changes. Yeah, yeah, I, I do believe that that it may not be next week, but it definitely is coming. The Great Reset means the dollar goes to zero. It's very, very interesting that near Duell erstwhile noise uh, said that the stock market. And I get this one. I can I can't get my mind around it. But she says the stock market goes to zero. It collapses totally. And there is no stock market. And I'm beginning to wonder if this is not part of the great reset of Klaus Schwab and his Bill Gates and the rest of those communists. I mean, Biden's not anything. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, people – they hear this and they think, well, that can't happen. Look, everything's normal. I, you know, I, we, we drove to the 
we drove to the national park this week and we went here and we went there and we went out to eat and life goes on as normal. Well, you know, life was going on as normal before the stock market crashed back in the twenties too. You know, everything was all right one day and the next day people are jumping out of skyscrapers. So um, things change in an instant. And it's right along with what you said about only 2% of Christians having a biblical worldview. Well, because they're deceived, you have to be deceived. I don't see how anybody who's a Christian, and I, and I know of people. You know, if the church doors open, man, they're in there. But you try to tell them some of this stuff, and they just look at you like you got three heads. But um, <laughs> you, you know, two percent of the Christians have a biblical worldview, as you said. But the Bible is playing out right in front of your eyes right now. It absolutely is. Uh, we take pride in everything but the truth. We take pride in everything but what's holy. We take pride in everything but what's right. And it's, you can just see everything being dismantled. And I just don't know how people are missing that. I, I, I can't figure out for the life of me how people are not seeing this. Well, the only thing I've come up with and others that I've talked to come up with is uh, this is the mystery of iniquity. And we don't know how it works. We don't know why it works. It's also uh, a delusion. It's a deception. I want to get into that because all of this paranormal stuff, the UFOs, the arrival, all of these uh, weird sightings are all part of the strong delusion that's being cast down as fascinating how the lord is working this because a lot of this is of the lord it's kind of like the uh, border problems we're having but if you read in jeremiah and the prophecies against america babylon uh, it's god himself who's opened up the borders and it's odd also that most of the people coming across as larry has pointed out many times are um, young men military age type men exactly. and uh it's, you know we're we're being infiltrated for the great uh uprising when it comes it's just it's amazing and people don't want to point any of this stuff out specifically bible prophecy and how it applies directly to what we're watching. I, I, I don't understand that part. What, an, what a beautiful way, if, even though it's horrific in its own way, to tell people, the Bible told you this. You better get back into that book and you better start reading it. You better start studying it. Uh, because the Bible told you this was going to happen. It happened here. So anyway, what do you think, Larry? Oh yeah, I agree. Let me go ahead and get, bring John in. If you, are you ready? Um, I was going to uh, mention something that's really interesting. I read a couple of weeks ago uh, a card that was sent me from uh, Melody out of Midwest City, Oklahoma, and, and they were they were saying, "Where's John Vandeventer? Uh, we'd love to hear John Vandeventer again." And and it also in her post it said uh let's see if i can find it here she says uh, i really enjoy you and Sturt's updates on john vandeventer and we are certainly looking out for his next adult book now with that said as a jumping off point 
Uh, I wanted to mention his book. Very, very interesting to me. I actually uh, holding one in my my hands. It's called Shadow Chasers: The Rock Creek Wild Man. It's a youth novel. Did everybody hear what I said? It's a youth novel, and it's very, very interesting. And let me read a paragraph here, and and because I think that this uh, something jumped out at me here when I was reading it, and uh, it's intriguing on what's on the back of the book. It says in just three days. Their reality changes. They would test the glue of their friendship in ways they could not imagine. This glue must be strong enough to hold them together as they withstand the dangers of human enemies, non-human enemies, and even nature itself. With the help of a mysterious Choctaw elder, the three become involved in an unbelievable rescue mission, attempting to save the beast they had once feared. Together... They learn teamwork, trust, and forgiveness. They also learn the biggest lessons and the toughest tests in life don't come from the classroom. They come <laughs> when you chase the shadows. And boy, that really stuck at me, John. And what a way to uh, that, that. This is this is the kind of books the youth need to read. They need a book that focuses them on what's important, really, but yet has an adventure along with it. Well, thank you. Thank you for that uh, plug. And then um, I feel like I need to pay you now. That was a great commercial. <laughs> um, one thing I, I would like to clear up, you said adult book. Um, yeah, I have regular, yeah, the regular Relic Series novels are for adults, but they're, I don't know, nowadays adult book kind of has a weird connotation. So I just wanted to clear up <laughs> that up. And, yes, they're, they're, they're titled adult series and then the youth series because it's for for the younger generation and actually um i really enjoyed writing that um that youth book i can't wait to get to the next one i'm trying to get relics three knocked out though before that but um and i gotta say that was uh that was the brainchild of my um my publisher um she doesn't like her name mentioned so i won't but she uh she led me in that direction and had me uh Right, right, and start a youth series, and I really enjoyed it. I'm so glad I listened to her, and I have to tell you, it, it's it, it was absolute fun to write that um, for for younger people. Now, I didn't have the liberty of things I get to use in my in my uh, books for older people for obvious reasons, because you know if there's uh, guns or things like that in a youth book, it's not a youth book anymore according to the powers that be. So I had to get creative on the way they handled things. And, um, but it was just, it was a joy to write. Um, I, I'm doing real well with it. It's only been out about a week and it, it's selling good Kindles. And I'm just, I couldn't be more pleased with it. And I hope, I hope the young people are enjoying it. I've had a couple of emails and messages on Facebook where adults are enjoying it. And, um, and I'm glad they are, but I'm aiming it at the youth. And yes, I am trying to, uh, I am trying to add character um, building into it, or and trying to get you know um, young people to look at what's important. That character is important. Um, there's mm-hmm. a there's a pretty good lesson in there about you know they have a couple of bullies they're messing with, and they get one turned, you know, and he sees the error of his ways. I won't I won't go into a spoiler alert, but yeah, I think um, those traits are important in life, and it's important for young people to learn them. Yeah, 
Now, can they get that direct from you, or do they have to order it from? Where can they get it? Well, right now they can um, they can order it on on Amazon, and the best way to find any of my books is to go to my website, um, and it's uh, www.relicsbook.com. www.relicsbook.com. Um, now I'm I'm trying to get it in more stores. It, the story takes place in Tallahena, and I'm just now starting to get my first books, my first Shadow Chaser copies to myself. Um, I put a few in the store in Honubi today, and I'm waiting on another batch coming. I'm gonna start stocking the stores in uh, Tallahena with it. But other than that, you can find it on Amazon just by getting to my website. And uh, while you're letting, letting me, uh, yep. I did want to say a couple of things tonight. Um, I wanted to say hi to a couple of your listeners that have been kind enough to uh, email me. One's Carol Bell, and she sends me regular prophetic updates, and I really appreciate that, Carol, if you're listening. And I've made some wonderful friends out in Arizona, Olivia and Mike Alford, and I just want to tell them hi. I know they're listening tonight. And Mike Simplify, brother. I hope you have a wonderful Father's Day, and I hope your family gets you that big box of crayons. <laughs> little inside joke we got going, but I wanted him to hear it. Well, good, good. Well, I hope you sell a lot of them. This isn't, evidently, this is hot right now. The paranormal is, well, because people, I guess, are seeing all kinds of things now. Uh, why don't we start with this one? A Virginia couple hear strange noise outside of their house when they investigate a tall shadow like entity is observed and described to resemble the minecraft enderman character now i'm not sure what that is anybody know what that is larry do you know what that means isn't it an entity that shapes somewhat like the old gumby okay i guess uh, anyway, he says here, about a, about a year ago, my fiancé's mother and stepfather were over at our place. It was about 11 p.m., and we heard something scratching very loudly on the side of our house from the outside. People had been messing around properties on our road. So my fiancé and my stepdad went outside to uh, uh, check things out. They noticed movement, and then a human figure. They both took off towards it, his stepdad being in front. Then both of them quickly turned around and ran back inside. <laughs> they told us that the figure was shadow-like, tall, slender, with broad shoulders. They said it moved in a weird way. It could remain in a still position, but glide several feet in front of itself. Um, so I don't know what that actually means. Is this a floating figure? What do you think, guys? What the, What is that about? I don't know. Now, that's something I haven't heard of yet. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm hearing and I, I get reports and I, I get um, little videos sent to a couple of um, – a page and a group I have on Facebook, and there are a lot of other things going on and, and strange creatures coming in 
And I think it's just going back to, uh, you know, that's biblical too. And uh, I, I believe it's some form of, of Nephilim or Nephilim spirits are, are inhabiting something. And, um, I mean, just because Nephilim doesn't have to be a giant. But there are, you know, there, there's different things happening every day. You're starting to see, see the weirdest reports. And um, it's like the uh, study of cryptids. It's it's just starting to explode. I mean, there's there's things you never heard of a couple of years ago in there now. I remember when I started uh, researching uh, Sasquatch to write the book, I started seeing references to Dogman. I'm like, what's a Dogman? You know, I'd never even heard of that. And now we got Sheep Man, Goat Man, you know, every kind of man there is out there. But if you look at some of that, it kind of harkens back to a lot of Greek mythology and stuff. And what we were being mm-hmm. told was myth in the pre-flood days. I, anymore, I don't believe they were myths. I believe they were just hybrids or chimeras, um, you know, somehow produced either sexually through the fallen angels or, you know, some other way to uh, splice into our DNA and corrupt it. Yeah. Larry. Well, I, I, talking about the gliding part is really interesting because if you remember Charles Hall, uh, you know, he was, a, he was a weatherman in the Air Force, and they put him out there, I guess, as a point man for the ETs, you know, in the Four Corners region at a base near Las Vegas. And in his books, he talks about what he calls the tall whites. That's what he names them. Of course, he said that some of the uh, entities that, come in in the craft with the tall whites uh, are, are shaped a little different and have different activities, but the tall whites, he indicated, had the ability to levitate and also glide, and you know, without walking. So I don't know, that, that kind of dovetails into some of the tall white theories and, and descriptions, uh, but I do know that uh, this bender thing is, 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 I saw an image of it. It looked a little bit like a Gumby figure. You know, you remember the old uh, yes. kid Gumby toy, or it was green and it looked like a crayon or something? Yes. I, I remember, remember getting that for for Christmas back in the 60s, and I was hoping it was real gum. I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, and here's the rest of it. She told me tonight that what caught their attention was that this thing first stepped very high, then did gliding or shifting movements to transport itself. In other words, it wasn't walking. It was simply gliding along. And um, so I don't know what we're looking at here. Uh, I've had several you know, instances. A... Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, there's a program on television I've been watching when I'm able, and I've been recording it every time it comes on. Um, Is Paranormal caught on video or tape or something like that? Yes. And they were starting to show some of the strangest-looking things, like there's these things that look like just two long legs just attached at the top of the legs and and things, you know, that just don't even look like they belong on the planet. And they're starting to catch these things on film, and it's oh, it's just just ridiculous some of the stuff people are seeing and catching on film now. Hey, Stuart. Yeah. Yes, go ahead, Larry. Yeah, uh, when he when he started talking about that, 
things that you only see part of or a portion of, if, if or it's maybe the whole thing. But, Stuart, that reminded me that time. You remember the movie The Mist and oh, those yes. creatures that – the creatures that walk through the mist and them long, tall legs and and uh, all that kind of stuff, it, it almost makes you wonder, Stuart. And in that show, there was a governmental uh, project, a black project, you remember, a military deal that opened a portal for a short time yeah. and some of this mixed. But you reckon we're looking at a, at a tear in the veil or the, a thinning of the veil that allows these in and out? Yeah, I do. And I think uh, the mist, you got to remember that, King is, uh, had a lot of inside information, and that movie may have been made on something that actually happened, where they opened up a portal, and basically they were huge spiders that did most of the damage, and uh, I believe a lot of this stuff is real. I, I know people roll their eyes at it, but you've got the You've really got to open up your mind uh, to all of this stuff. We don't know anything about the universe we live in, let alone a multiverse. And we don't even know how time and space operate. We don't know uh, how the electromagnetic spectrum operates within the time-space continuum. And uh, glitches in the system. There have been too many reports of vanishings. And uh, some of them right in front of people. Uh, anyway, there are, I'm sure you guys have all had some maybe strange things happen, but I wanted to cover a couple of my my own. We had a loud rapping. Now, this is uh, at the office, and uh, Patty was there, and she heard this loud rapping outside of the office, and she immediately rebuked it in the name of Jesus Christ, and it immediately stopped. Uh then again, I heard loud moving of heavy objects in the garage area. But the garage area had been locked. It's, all the doors were down, and uh, the door into the house was locked. And I heard this, it was like they were moving furniture. And uh, that went on for a while, and it was very loud. And then um, it moved from there into the wall, believe it or not. And it was very loud scratching and, and uh, moving around in the wall. So anyway, I rebuked it in the name of the Lord, and it stopped. Never came back. That's what we call poltergeist activity. And folks out there listening, under the umbrella of authority that Jesus Christ gives all, if you're a Christian, converted or regenerated, doesn't matter. If you're, if you're a Christian, you have the authority under the Lord Jesus Christ to stop all poltergeist activity. And uh, a little bit ago, maybe, I don't know, a month or a month and a half, we had two extremely loud booms one night outside of the house it shook the entire house and then about a half hour later a second much larger boom occurred it knocked over some things on the table again i rebuked it in the name of the lord and stopped it stopped right away now we don't know could have been a directed energy weapon to take me out or which other people have had like stan I don't think Stan Deal, but Steve Quayle, uh, 
had that happen to him. You've had it happen, Larry, uh, where you've been hit with something. And and uh, that reminds me of, uh, what was his name? Um, Caspold, who said that the elite were trying to take out certain people with directed energy weapons, and they couldn't do it. They were, they were protected in some manner that the elite simply did not understand. So I don't know. Maybe it was a directed energy weapon, but it was it was uh, really loud and it shook the house. Uh, this I think my uh, take on this this type of activity is going to increase. We're going to see all kinds of sightings against all those who speak the truth of Scripture, as the Antichrist forces move to destroy all Scripture, all truth, as Psalm two war indicates. Uh, so we're going to be dealing with both physical and spiritual manifestations of evil spirits posing as horrible-looking creatures of all types. And according to what I have heard, when they are physical, when they're in the physical realm, be they shapeshifters or what, they can do a lot of damage. Uh, I've, I've read reports where um, Wolfman has attacked the people, uh, have you heard anything like that, John? You're into that sort of thing, and I know Larry. Uh, have you had reports like that as a police officer, where people saw things and didn't know what it was? Oh John yeah, uh, yeah. We well, I'll just I'll do this. I'll say this real quick and give it to John. Uh, when I was working active in police work, uh, we had actual at the the time some of the Linda Moulton Hal uh, early on. Uh, uh, the uh, sacrifices are, if you will, cattle mutilation reports. And I, we went out on those. And, of course, nobody wanted reports on them. Uh, nobody wanted to talk about it much. But I've observed those things. And uh, and oddly enough, some of it, you know, that, there again, there are reports of levitation being involved sometimes. There's reports of because you find no tracks and something moved these animals. And... Uh, the, all kind of scenarios come in. Matter of fact, Stuart, uh, that reminds me, uh, you know, you, you wrote a youth novel yourself about uh, some kids that got on a, uh, a craft that had mutilated, some, I believe, some cattle. And, yep. and uh, that, that, that little old book in itself uh, really tells a lot. But that, that, at one time, the cattle mutilations were a really, really big deal. And uh, what you find is nobody wants nobody wants the answers. Nobody really wants the truth, and nobody ever really wants to either have the investigation or to tell of the investigation. It, it you know, Linda Moulton Howe found she found out more data almost than any of the investigators did. Yes, and they more or less ridiculed her for you know her conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard any such things like that, John, in your travels? And I, I understand you had an incident where you had a, a, it was a compass that went out of control in a specific oh, area. Yeah. What happened? Well, there's a there's a place not far from here, over in Mena, Arkansas, just across the border, and it's a board board camp crystal mine. And now the the area is just inundated with with a quartz crystal. So you're going to have weird things happen anyway. 
But um, the owners are very, very nice people, and they they allowed me and another guy who's a Bigfoot investigator to go up there a couple of months ago and spend the night there. And uh, earlier in the afternoon, we started walking in a little mountain there, and um, the owner was showing me their fence posts have become polarized, and they're just your normal, you know, T-posts that you see on mm-hmm. most barbed wire fences. And you, he, the man would take his compass and he'd put it at the top and the needle may be pointing the true north and he'd take it down about a fourth of the way, the needle would be pointing south. It would actually move and point south. And he could do that on any pole there. And you take it down two-thirds of the way or three-quarters of the way, needle would go back to north, take it down to the bottom, needle would point south. And there was just really no excuse for it. And... um a few other strange things, you know, I, I saw the longest trail of, of Sasquatch tracks I've ever seen, and it was going down a mountain, going down this little mountain there, and it wasn't in the dirt as much as there was a lot of leaves and stuff, but you could see where it knocked the leaves out, and it leave imprint in the dirt, and this thing had a long stride running down, and then you could tell it got where it got steeper, you could actually see where his stride came down to chops and it was like putting its feet kind of sideways to slow itself down um that's a real interesting place at night we sat out in this area and they usually have a they have a lot of weird stuff happen there they were telling me uh you know who josh gates is he has that program expedition adventure or something like that yeah i, I used to watch program, it yeah. It'll be on the discovery channel i think well, he uh-huh. did an investigation out there, and now I've looked for the video, and I can't find it. I, evidently, Discovery pulled it, but they, he actually had a, a UFO go like 15 feet over his head, him and two other people, and supposedly it shook him up pretty well, and he told the owners, he goes, you see my show. We go out, nothing happens. He goes, this is the first time anything happened, and, and the, the illumination of the thing was so bright. Their cameras couldn't pick it up. Their phones, their cameras couldn't pick it up. But one of the crew members had gone, you know, 50 feet or so away down in the trees to a a nature call, and he had his camera, and when it happened, he was able to get video of it. So there is video of it. I haven't been able to find it yet, but I'm looking for it. But I'd also like to say we we sat out there. They got this building, and we were sitting out there till late at night, and – we started getting crystals thrown at us, and um, it was strange. They just come bouncing in, and, and the last one that went, I felt like I heard, you know, I may be mistaken, but it would have gone right over my head and landed behind me where I was sitting, and I had my um, night vision goggles, my infrared, and I could see nothing out there. You know, there's they believe the Bigfoot are throwing these things, but... I don't know if if they're actually being thrown or they're just dropping out, maybe like a portal or something. I don't know because I was looking pretty intently with um, my night vision gear as soon as something would hit, and there was just nothing out there. So it's a really strange place, and if you don't want to stick around for the paranormal stuff, you know, you can dig up some beautiful uh, crystals out there if you're ever in around Mena, Arkansas. Hmm. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting night. I'm glad I went. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Larry. 
Yeah, I was going to mention, I don't think John probably has seen the new uh, Talamina Times. That's a local regional uh, newspaper, and it just came out uh, yesterday or day before yesterday, I guess, and I got a copy of it, and this is this came out after John actually had his research out there at the site, and oddly enough, they took out a huge one solid page ad and let me read what it says in here it says uh says uh talking about the board camp crystal mine and unexplained tours and all of that it says uh the story of the strange phenomena which began happening at board camp crystal mine in 2017 we began Ooh. witnessing strange lights in the sky and orbs in the woods of the crystal mine we heard strange noises, crystals began to be gifted to us and our visitors, and our native friends showed us signs of Sasquatch in their, our woods. So anyway, I thought I'd read that because it's really, really interesting uh, because, yeah. in fact, this kind of John and his experience out there kind of backed it up, and, you know, he shared with me some of the information, you know, about the footprints, and uh, there was there's something really happening there. Yeah. Yeah, Red Oak said there were four types of Bigfoot encounters, as he related them to me. He said fallen angel shapeshifters. He knew who he knew what some of them were, and appear, and then they can vanish. So they can show up, throw a rock at you, John, and then they, you turn around to look, and there's nothing there. Then there are yeah. real flesh and blood entities, and we don't know yet where they fit into the. Uh, chain of of uh, creatures yet but they are real and they are flesh and blood and uh they it'd be kind of like what do they call that creature out there in the himalayas uh yeti yeti yes the yeti and uh yeah. they're different types depending on where you where you are and then they are visitor bigfoots who simply come here through portals to observe and then there are bigfoot predators hunter types as in the movies predator who come here to hunt animals and humans and i believe that the movie predator with schwarzenegger is probably based on the fact however of course hollywood gets a hold of it and they change it enough but um we are not on the top of the food chain anymore. And <laughs> I guess people are going to get, have to get used to that. The problem we're facing, though, is when these things materialize, uh, then they are very, very dangerous. And Wisconsin's noted for wolfman uh, sightings. And these creatures are very big. They're between 7 and 10 feet tall extremely muscular they have uh, a head of a wolf broad-shouldered extremely muscular and uh, there have been some reports of where they've chased kids there's a lady up here who's done a lot of research on on uh, some of this stuff and uh, it's more than fascinating and then we have now i don't know what you guys want to talk about here sightings of old giants now being videotaped, one standing 40 or more feet tall, videotaped on top of a mountain. 
And then another one walking on a snow ridge about 25 to 30 feet tall. Uh, what do you guys think? Is this part of the release of the giants, possibly, that walked the earth eons ago? Or are they part well, of a blue beam project? It's just a projection to make people think they're seeing something. Well, I've, what do you think? I've, I've heard, you know, the, the giant of Kandahar's story's been out for a while and pretty well known and I've started seeing some stuff that it's it's happened again over there plus when I was uh, researching for Sasquatch I started hearing this term mountain giants and supposedly they they got these things in Alaska and from what they're described they're a lot like the uh, giant of Kandahar you know very very human looking um, but these things these fellas are supposed to be up to like 30 foot tall and stuff and um you know it's kind of like uh if bigfoot was a great white shark the this land giant be like a megalodon or something like that so they've been reported in alaska from what i know and you know i know of at least two reports in afghanistan so who knows um you know, I, I want to see these things sometimes, you know, but then when you see something, it's like, well, now that I've seen it, my curiosity stated, but I want to tell people, but then again, you don't want to tell people what you've seen, you know. Um, yeah. You kind of kind of start losing friends or getting looked at sideways. So, um, it's a two-edged sword, but there, there's things, you know, there's things I've seen since I've started researching and i you know, wouldn't have dreamed I would have ever seen. So anything's possible. Right now especially, I mean, um, you know, if, you know, the same as in the days of Noah, so so it will be, you know, with the return of the Son of Man. And, you know, that can mean, yes, life's going on as normal, but there was also a lot of, a lot of crazy stuff running loose on the world in those days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think, Larry? Well, is it real uh, or a projection? It, it could actually be uh, not only just a projection. It could actually be a, a veil. A th- you know, there. Are, remember the two ladies I had on? They passed on now. They're gone. They passed away. Mm-hmm. But I had the two women on, uh, Stuart, on an early show years ago. Remember, talked about the seen the dinosaurs walking. Yes. Yes, and, and w- walking around this Buffalo Mountain region, and I'm sure John knows where Buffalo Mountain is, and walking in this valley area uh, back down towards, uh, I guess, towards Clayton and that region, and they they couldn't find the footprints, but they did see it, and they each one of them talked about seeing these things, and these things moving around look like sometimes like cryptids or sometimes like. Uh, a T-Rex or a, uh, you know, some of the dinosaurs other than that, brontosaurus, I guess. But uh, oddly enough, Stuart, I often wondered after, and I know both of them, I've, I knew them personally, and I interviewed them personally before you had them on the show, and they were real honest in everything they said, and I think, I'm not sure, Stuart, that they literally wasn't seeing a, a thinning of the veil that allowed them to see something that is not quite, in our dimension physically yet is somewhere else and you know it's hard to describe i don't I, i'm not sure i'm sure they with this blue beam project they could probably uh, project image of one however uh these what these women were seeing i would say was closer to a, 
a thinning of the veil uh, situation. But I wanted to mention also real quick here that uh, when you and uh, John were sharing about uh, those tall things, uh, I remembered well, and I sure wish Red Elk was still here to share with us, but Red Elk, remember, talked about the long walkers. And yes. remember, he said he said they were under, but they were underground, and they were going to find their way to the surface. And I think some of the battles we've been having recently, even maybe the giant of Kandahar. Remember, if the, my my story is right, uh, it came out of a, a cavern or a cave or something system. Uh, these things, I think, are coming to the surface. And if Red Elk and some of the scenarios we heard early on a few years ago about them using some nukes to block these things. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's very possible that they are coming from underground to the surface and appearing. Yeah, they, I, um, I kind of... Go ahead. Um, I keep stepping on you, so my apologies. <laughs> I kind of agree with you, you <laughs> Larry. I, I, I think they're coming. I think they're coming out of the ground. Um, the the things I've read and uh, the interviews I've heard, there was actual, like the ones in Alaska, you know, the ground was shaking, the trees were getting knocked over, um, you know, big trees. Uh, but this blue beam thing, you know, I'm kind of interested in that. You've been talking about that, and um, I've discussed it before, so I won't go in it again. But the apparition I saw along with the UFO back in 2017, that sounds like something that could have been a projection from – from that project you're referring to. Yeah, the Blue Beam Project, we're seeing it showing up on YouTube. They don't know that's what they're looking at, but I do remember somebody was filming an aircraft that was going into land, and all of a sudden stopped, and then it backed up, and then it started up again. Well, that has <laughs> to be a Blue Beam projection. They were trying to say, well, maybe it's, uh, you know, they aren't using... Uh, wings and all that they're using anti-gravity and they can stop and then move forward or backwards but uh no i think that's blue beam then we have these cities that are showing up in the air and now some of those are mirage or mirage can really look real if you've seen one uh which i have and uh they really do look like it's a real city floating in the air it's possible, or it's a blue beam test. They're testing blue beam operations out. And, of course, for those who are not familiar with the blue beam project, it is a uh, what they're trying to lead us up to is the arrival of the false messiah. And they're going to use real UFOs and fake UFOs and a fake messiah that is actually a projection from satellites and with sound the whole works and uh, people just don't can't believe that could happen well they're already practicing with it and yes it can happen and yes it does happen in fact on tv they've used uh, sort of this kind of a projection technique where uh, i've seen even seen it on video where the lady talks to herself she's got a twin but it's not it's her and they're just projecting her. And so she talks back and forth with herself. Amazing stuff that they're doing. Be very, very easy to fool most of planet Earth in this way. And you got to remember that Carol Rosen, who worked with Wanner von Braun, Wanner von Braun, 
and was his spokesperson for a number of years. He was dying of cancer, and he kept saying to her, the last card, the last card is going to be an alien invasion, but it's all a fake. It's a hoax. And uh, they have the technology now to do this kind of stuff. And uh, so anyway, we don't know. But the Lord does say, I'm going to cast upon you a strong delusion. And how that actually works, I don't know. We'll get back maybe into some of that. But I believe we're what we're watching are electromagnetic shiftings. And it's causing glitches in the system. There was a lady up in Burlington, Vermont. She owned a restaurant out on the point. Uh, and... Um, they were cleaning up after closing, and they saw this sea creature walking on its flippers, huge, she said. And it walked right across their parking lot, went into the um, scrub bush, and then disappeared, probably went back into the lake. Anyway, they went outside after they closed up, and they could see the water. So something was there. And, of course, you have uh, Champ from Lake Champlain. Many people have seen Champ, a huge sea creature of some type. And, of course, it is the equivalent probably of the Loch Ness Monster. I think there's a lot of things we've never seen before that are actually coming back. In fact, the Hopi said the old creatures would return. Do you remember that, Larry? Oh, absolutely. So I yeah. wonder, are they seeing this stuff? Uh, are these the old creatures that are beginning to come back? And then we have glitches in time. Uh, Eastern Airlines flying into Miami some years ago vanished from radar on its approach and disappeared for eight minutes. And then it showed up again. And all the watches of the passengers, because they immediately uh, got the aircraft to an isolated place and checked all the people, all the watches, had lost eight minutes. And uh, my own parents visited a town one night that did not exist, never found it again. Uh, what happened? Was this a glitch? I mean, my dad said it was it's absolutely real. And uh, he, he got very frightened by it and left, and they got their way back home. But anyway, what happened? What is going on with, is, is, are we watching, I guess what I'm trying to say, are we watching changes in the electromagnetic spectrum that are causing these uh, the time ribbon. I guess that's one one way you could look at it. It's a ribbon, and it bends over upon itself. And like Larry was saying, it's lifting the veil, and two time periods are actually joining together at the same time. And we had an incident of a well-known incident over in the Bahamas where this uh, lady was flying. Her aircraft and she was calling the tower and they could see her the control tower people 
could see her. And they said, well, you're, you're approaching the airport. And she said, there's no airport. It's just all woods. There's no airport down below me. She flew right over them. And she kept insisting there was no airport underneath her. Uh, so what happened? Did she go into a time shift? Uh, she never returned. They never found her. So you, you just don't know. It's kind of like these Bermuda Triangle mysteries that you see. I don't think we have a clue as to what kind of a universe we're actually in and how the Lord can adjust it, tweak it, if you will, and everything changes. Yes, dear. Anyways, uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to mention also, <clears throat> you remember Jeff and Ina uh, from Tallahassee oh, yeah. area. And anyway, remember on that, that uh, they had a lot of well, they've had a lot of uh, Sasquatch or Bigfoot activity on their property, and also uh, they've had things fly over in the sky. And at the same time, what I wanted to bring up though was an incident or two that they have a place on the back side of their property that is really paranormal. It's like there's a thin veil there, and when the best the best way they described it to me was Stuart that you could go down there and you could hear people on the other side right right by you, right there on the property. You could hear people talking and sharing, but you couldn't see them at all. You could only hear them, and it sounded like some were children and some were adults, and they seemed to, they sounded almost like they were speaking an earlier English. In other words, not our common l lingo that oh. we talk, street talk every day, but more proper English, and they're hearing them, and, and, but they said you just simply can't see them, but they're there, but they're not there. Yeah, what do you think, John? What's going on? Well, you know, I was, I was pretty intrigued with what you were talking about earlier, about these projections and the aircraft stopping in flight and then kind of moving backwards like somebody's rolling the tape back. Um, I wonder how much this has to do with things like Elon Musk's um, satellite train up there. Have either of you witnessed that yet, seen that thing go over? Oh, yes. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're starting to put stuff like that up in the air, and and it's, you know, I, I saw a map one time, and I cannot believe how much space junk there is out there and how, how you know, if we've got all that stuff up there, and just keeping collisions from happening is it's just miraculous to me that things aren't just bumping into each other up there um but yeah if we've got all that stuff up there well the stage is set to start doing anything they want to us or making us see anything they want so um that makes a lot of sense of what you're going on about the uh project blue beam um as yeah. far as the veil um I believe there are thin areas in the veil, and, and you do see through them. And um, I don't know, Larry. Uh, I know somebody else in Tallahina, and I won't mention any names because, you know, I, I'm not going to do that without their permission. I didn't know I'd be talking about them anyway. But she's had both UFO and Bigfoot activity on her property, and it's uh, it's between here and, and Tallahina proper. So I don't know where your friend's place is, but I'm kind of curious if that's in the same area. 
Yeah, their their property is, uh, and I, you know, I didn't use their last name, uh, but Stuart yeah. knows them. Per- Stuart knows them personally. He knows the family. And anyway, uh, their property is is more towards Red Oak or towards the Poto direction okay. in those mountains there. Yeah, okay, like yeah, this one's uh this area is more between Callahina and Albion and, and Honubi, so but that's interesting. It's really interesting. Yeah, this is just a strange knows. area of the state. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. It seems like certain states are more prone to paranormal activity. I know Wisconsin's one of them. And uh, very strange. And the Native Americans also um no, I said that the UFO sightings, for example, and the arrival, the first we'd have UFO sightings increasing rapidly. Then she said that the aliens, so-called, would no longer play games at all, but would reveal themselves, and that they would bring proof that the Bible was not true and prove that they created us confirming that we were all seated here by advanced extraterrestrials or aliens who have now returned to guide us into the next phase of our evolutionary process to godhood status. And what's interesting about this is this is all new age stuff. That's all they talk about, and it's growing rapidly. And she also said there would be interaction with other intelligences, that the acceptance of the paranormal would become uh, almost universal and that there would be a great awakening to all things paranormal and including a remake of humanity and what they really are, where we came from, who we are, and how evolution is true. And creation by God is all wrong. It's all false that the Bible is not true. And, of course, Psalm 2 talks about how that is, how they go after all things biblical and are convinced that, you know, the the Bible is really just a pack of lives. And uh, then we have near-death experiences that are also paving the way for the strong delusion because almost all of them, with few exceptions, actually contradict what the Bible has to say in many areas. So what are we being set up for? What do you guys think? I I put on a blog just a little bit ago. I think it was yesterday, the day before. We are told, I'll just quote some of it, there are no such things as demons or evil spirits. Uh, They call them jinn if you're in the uh, Muslim world. Fallen angels and all of that, we now have remaked them into aliens, extraterrestrials, ascended masters, beings of light that have been watching our civilization evolving ever upwards and are ascending up the evolutionary ladder to arrive at our godhood status. When the time is right, they will arrive in mass to help us in this final leap of ascension And humanity will then recognize its full potential, its final euphoric end and merger of the cosmic Star Trek United Planets Federation. That time appears to be now soon upon us, and the arrival of our creator gods who seated us here 
will soon manifest themselves. This worldwide arrival has been portrayed in many movies, and only a few actually portray it as satanic deception. And one of them, of course, was Childhood's End, where Satan arrives, and the movie V, which is probably one of the most uh, interesting ones of how all this is going to play out. What do you guys think? Uh, Are we very soon going to have an arrival that is a huge deception, like the Bible says? I'll read it later. Yeah, what do you think? Um, You want me to go first, Larry? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, I think you're talking about the great deception. I think you're talking about um, everything. Look Look at what's going on right now. Everything you see is to keep you distracted from what you what you don't see. Um, they 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 feed us the news they want us to know. They show us the videos they want us to see, and this is just right along with it. You know, it's just a perfection of the deception that's been going on for decades, probably centuries. Um, we know without a doubt that. Jesus is our Lord and Savior. That's the way. He says it. I am. He is. He's the way. But people are easily deceived. People, um, I don't know if they become bored or what, but all this, this is like cosmic eye candy. And it's just like watching ancient aliens. And it's aliens, it's aliens, it's aliens. It's like, you just want, hey, put put angel in there, man, you know, and, and then take, take a look at it that way. Um yeah, I think a lot of this we're just we're just being deceived. It's like uh um being led to the slaughterhouse and people are just you know, they're just eating a trail of corn to the butcher block. Yeah. But I think it's, think, it's setting us up to accept a false a false Christ. Yes, that's the ultimate goal. That's the ultimate goal of the uh Blue Beam project was to get us to accept this uh Messiah who appears to every tribe, nation, and tongue, it's global, and appeals to all of their specific religions. And so it, it merges all the religions of the world into one, which verifies what the New Age has all said many, many times, that all the religions of the world worship the same God, and they are just different roadways to this God. And thus all religions, and it's Masonic to its core, that all religions are legitimate and that they all will lead to the same God. Now, of course, Jesus Christ contradicts that totally and um, says that all that were before me and all that come basically after me are liars and deceivers, and that he alone, and of course, I can understand why people would think, well, that's kind of haughty and arrogant to say you're the creator of the whole thing. But the question is, what if it's true? That's what people really need to ask. What if what Jesus Christ said and what he claimed for himself is actually the truth? And he wasn't being arrogant. He wasn't being haughty. It was the opposite. He was trying to tell us who he was. And, uh, of course, we immediately don't like that kind of... uh, how do I say, uh, singularity? Well, who is this guy coming down here and telling us he created the, the whole universe and he created the whole earth? 
and he is our only Savior. They don't want that. Uh, the hum- humanity just cannot abide by that. So they invent millions of different ways to reach the same God. But what if? Right. What if Jesus was telling the truth, which I know he was? <laughs> well, I, I know there is a God and I'm not him because if I was if, if mortals could be a God and become a God, my air conditioner wouldn't be running like a Saturn V rocket right now. I'd make it cool in here. So. <laughs> what do you think, Larry? I, I just think I think it's rubbish. Go ahead, Larry. Sorry, brother. Oh, I just uh, I agree. The the only thing I'm glad about, if I'm still here when the Antichrist arrives, or the one that claims he is. Uh, there's one thing about it. Jesus said, "If you say, if they say I'm here or I'm over there," he said, "Forget it. That's not me." And and the main reason is, is his people are endued with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not going to be fooled. The Holy Spirit is not asleep, and it's very much aware. And I, I just can't imagine that a true believer that hears the words of the Lord and does what they say would ever be fooled by a, whether it's a projection in the sky, uh, 100,000 feet tall, or, or somebody standing on the ground, uh, they, they're going to have trouble with God's people if they're still here, because you're not going to fool them. But I was going to mention something else. I know we're running kind of down on our time, but I wanted to mention something that Standale recently has been researching, and, and get you guys' comments, especially yours, Stuart. Uh, he, he actually, I posted it on my blog today. It's it's really interesting. Uh, Standeo did a program with uh, Hagman, and it was Standeo's basic program, and he was explaining research that he had been doing, it's similar, I guess, to what he did in Daniel. But this this research, and I didn't have time to hear the whole thing, but he was describing the fact that the research seemed to reveal. That I'll, and, and I'll say this prefacing the fact that to me, this is just to me, Native Americans are the Israeli peoples, you know, the, the, uh, the Jews. They mm-hmm. seem to have a, they seem to, whether it's a gene or whether it's something in the bloodline, they seem to have a natural affinity to the supernatural. They pick up on it, they observe it, they click on it, uh, they they spot it. I mean, it just they they, they spot it quicker. It's kind of like the the old, you know. And I know people get mad when you just say a shaman, or well, somebody like Red Elk. He he could see what he was seeing behind what he was seeing. I mean, he was really good. And so it's a spiritual ability that you have. And oddly enough, to go along with what I just said, and a lot of the Native Americans, and I've bumped into a lot of them here in. Uh, southeast Oklahoma, where I'm at, a lot of what uh, John calls elders that's in his books and things that have mm-hmm. wisdom and knowledge and, and legendary legendary uh, data that most people don't have. But these people, uh, Standeo, what he said was the fact that he said, I'm going to make a really open big statement here, but he says, I think I can back it up with my research now. He says, I do believe, he says, I personally believe from my research that the South American Indians, the Central American Indians, the North American Indians, they are all, I believe we can prove, are the direct descendants of Noah's son, Shem. What do you think? Wow, that's interesting. What do you think, John? 
Yeah, that is interesting. Um, I, I don't see why not. <laughs> um, did did he uh, did he offer anything? And did he offer any of his research, Larry? Or no, just a, just a little bit. I'm going to have to go deeper into what he's researching on that and try to find out what he's got. But one thing that I did I, I, I did a quick check on some data on Shim. And Shem seemed to be the one talked about as the righteous one, and also uh, supernatural abilities. And also, there is a, let me see, think how to say this. I don't want somebody to think I'm making out a doctrine, because I'm not. But there, there seems to be, and I'll talk, try to talk to Stan sometime, there seems to be some type of strange connection between Shem and Melchizedek. Hmm. Fascinating. Well, remember I did uh, an interview with Darnett, and I titled it Blood Work. Remember? Yeah. You know, the government was very, very interested in the Native American blood, and I believe it had to do with psychic uh, abilities and being able to look into the spirit world because – it may sound very strange, but here's something that Stan did a long time ago. He's got it in his book, Cosmic Conspiracy, the latest one, I think was 2010. I would urge everybody to order a copy from Stan uh, to get this one. But he starts out uh, about Daniel and the arrival is basically what he's talking about. He said, strangers from the heavens. They shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. Might well be, he says, the immortal strangers from the heavens shall have intercourse with mortal mankind, where intercourse may mean dialogue with or sex with. Then he goes in, and this is just a very short thing. The first four of the eight verses expanded from Daniel 2. He starts with Daniel 2.41. And whereas you saw the feet and toes and part of fearful, fragile clay. This is his expanded definitions. And part of clay-smashing iron. The kingdom shall be divided. This is after the arrival. But there shall be in it of the strength of the clay-smashing iron. For inasmuch as you saw the clay-smashing iron mixed together by negotiation with the thin, fragile clay of Tanar, which, of course, is humanity versus extraterrestrials, what he's talking about. Daniel 2.42, And as the toes of the feet were part of clay-smashing iron and part broken shards of clay vessels, so the kingdom shall be partly strong, partly broken. And whereas you saw the clay-smashing iron mixed together, by negotiation with the thin, fragile clay of Tanar, the clay-smashing iron regions of the immortal stranger gods from the heavens shall be part of the same world kingdom with the regions of the seed of mortal mankind, but those mortals and immortals shall not stick together. That interesting. And it's during those days that the kings, uh, that those kings, shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom, which shall never be destroyed, 
And 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 so, I mean, what do you think about that? Well, it's it's uh, that's just part of his, of his work that he did on Daniel, which it's it's excellent. It, it's it's by far uh, excellent, and and uh, really lays out the true language of of what that was all about. Uh, I just think that we're near that time now. I really believe, and if you remember. Uh, even on uh, our shows that we had with Stan, remember he said the arrival he expected was imminent, which meant yes. it could really happen at any time. Yes, I do believe that that's true. I think we're heading right into it. If the timelines are accurate, and we don't really know if they are, but if they are, we're in a Schmitter year, and on September 27, 2022, Israel will enter into Daniel's 70th week. And all the things that are going on around us right now appear to be um, part of that. What do you think, uh, John, on that dissertation? Well, I'd have to agree. I mean, if, if you listen to that and you look at where we're at right now, it's pointing right at it. And, um, I don't know. I, sometimes I think, well, am I simple-minded or what? Am I not seeing something everybody else is seeing, or is or is everybody else just blind? And I don't mean everybody, you know, but the majority of people. Um, it's just it's just like I keep saying, guys. You cannot look at what's going on right now and and think it's not biblical. You know, they talk about. Oh, we need to get back to the old American. We need to get back. We're not going back anywhere. Um, this new abnormal is just going to be continue to get abnormal. And I, you know, we, I'm firm believer we can't, we can't vote our way out of this. We can't fight our way out of this. We can pray, but if this is God's intention and this is it, we can't pray our way out of it. We can only pray our pray our way into heaven, you know, worship our, our Lord as we're supposed to and and um, try and help as many people as we possibly can right now um, come to their, their salvation as well. You know, it's so hard to talk to anybody about these things because the world is so anti-Christian. You try to talk to somebody about Jesus and they want to tell you about the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> they don't want to talk you know well what about this and what about the crusades like, i'm not talking about the crusades that was man that wasn't jesus <laughs> but yep, um everybody's exactly. focused on the negative yep and uh you're right that's why i think jesus comes back and gets his people out of here because there is no way out otherwise uh either you know he's just like he told israel if you had only um, done what I told you uh, You know I'm like a mother hen And you're the chicks And if you had done as I asked All of this calamity Would never occur to you But mankind never learned Never will learn and This is the uh, Thessalonians 2, 9 through 12 And folks listen to this very carefully Even him Who's coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. Now, that's the arrival. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion, 
that they should believe a lie, and that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. That's a loaded, loaded verse, those verses of Scripture. And it's telling you that we, the lie is we are evolving ever upwards. We are ascending to Godhood status, the next and finest, uh, final evolutionary leap. And, and these sons of God, these beings of light, these ascended masters are going to help us. It's totally satanic. It's totally demonic. There's not one ounce of truth in it. And like Larry said, if they get out and say, I'm here, don't believe it. The, the, <laughs> the people of God uh, are going to be vanishing. And uh, so if you see UFOs landing and they're getting out and claiming that's who they are, they're just a bunch of liars. And uh, that's not who they are. In fact, you can be certain. They are satanic uh, deceptions. It's a delusion. And the strong delusion of the Bible is connected directly to the arrival. You'll find the arrival in Daniel, and just read part of it. Uh, you'll find it in the book of Revelation, chapter 12. And you'll find it there in Thessalonians. And it's in a few other places as well. Anyway, last word, uh, John. Hey, I just want to uh, thank you guys for having me on again. I want to thank all my uh, readers, my customers out there, and the friends I've made through your show here. And I want to wish all you fathers a happy Father's Day. Sometimes it's a thankless job, and society's turned against fathers lately. And, guys, you go out every day, you do your best for your family, and help raise your kids and support them. And, you know, it's not an easy job, and fathers should be celebrated, mothers should be celebrated. And to all of you out there, have a happy Father's Day. Okay, Larry, final word. Yeah, I just want to thank John for writing the Relics books because what he wrote into fiction turned out to be a faction, and <laughs> I enjoy them. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, you guys, for coming on. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show, and uh, we'll have to do this again soon. Okay, thanks a lot. Good night, folks. Good night. <laughs>